Hello, everyone. I'm Mike Herchuk, and welcome to this month's episode of PQA Panel Talks. Today, we have an exciting one for you. March 8th is International Women's Day, and in honor of that, we wanted to bring you a special episode focusing on women in software testing in 2020. To this end, we have pulled together a panel of testers with differing experiences that have good stories to tell. To help us lead this discussion, I have asked my friend Dr. Christine Wiedemann to step in as a guest moderator in my place and to talk with our panel of women in software testing and development. This is a great conversation. I'm really excited for you to take a listen. And with that, I will hand it over to Christine. So my name is Christine Wiedemann, and I'm a particle physicist by training. And once I graduated, I started my professional career as a software developer, but I quickly transitioned into software testing. And over the years, I started moving into manager and leadership roles, and I'm currently the president of Radical IO, which is a technology consultancy and lab in Vancouver. And I'm taking over the panel this month from Mike Herchek, and I'm very excited to be talking about what I think is a super interesting topic, namely women in testing. And gender diversity advocacy has been an integral part of my both professional and personal life for more than 20 years. So I'm really looking forward to this discussion. And with me today, I have three female testers, Danny, Shawnee, and Jessie. And I'm going to let them introduce themselves, starting with Danny. Hi, I'm Danny Gulliver. I'm currently based in Hamilton, Ontario, and I've been a software tester with PQA testing since I graduated in 2017. Thank you, Danny. And next, we'll move to Shawnee. Hi, I'm Shawnee Colchis, and I am I'm currently located in Fredericton. I'm from Woodstock First Nation, um, and I've been doing software testing since October 2017 when I took the course, and I'm currently a test lead on the project that I'm working on. Thank you very much, Shawnee. And last but not least, Jesse. Hi, I'm uh, Jesse Yi, and I was a software QA for about five years at the start of my career and made a couple uh, horizontal transitions into a developer role in DevOps right now, and I'm based in Vancouver. Thank you so much, and I really appreciate that you're joining me today for this discussion. So it's 2020, and we just embarked on a new decade. So do we really still need to talk about gender and testing and gender and testers? Is it still a relevant discussion or has it played itself out? And before diving into this topic, I just want to state that when I use the words woman or women, I'm referring to everyone that identifies as female. So I'll start with you, Shawnee. Do you think it's still relevant to talk about women in testing or is this topic obsolete by now? I think it's still relevant and it's still pretty important to talk about just the having the diversity in testing because everybody has a different perspective or a view and all of those kind of topics. So they have different upbringings that may have shaped them as a person. So having those in testing makes a huge difference. So I think it's still pretty relevant. Yeah, I have to admit that I completely agree with you, Shawnee. What do you think, Danny? Is it a relevant topic? Yes, I think it is a relevant topic. I think even if we did have perfectly equal representation in tech, which we don't, it would still be a relevant topic. I think it's always important to discuss these things and go back to them. So we had two resounding yeses. How about you, Jesse? Do you think that it is still relevant? Do we need to talk about gender in testing? I'm going to keep that train going and say yes, definitely. As part of the bigger STEM industry in software, we definitely still need to talk about women in testing. As the others had mentioned before, there's still a gender disparity in this industry. So I definitely think this is a topic that we should still keep discussing. 
we've heard a lot of good points that diversity is important and that we're far from equal representation. And all that is certainly true, and I, I completely agree. But when we talk about diversity and that diversity in testing is important, I'd like to dig into that a little bit further and try to discuss why is it important? Who is it that benefits from diversity in testing? And who suffers when there isn't or when there is not enough diversity in testing? So what do you think, Jesse? We talked about the fact that tech in general and software testing as well is not necessarily gender equal. But what are the downsides to lack of gender diversity? Well, the downside of lacking gender diversity, I think there's a lot of talk about don't have a good representation of gender diversity in software in general, you suffer from lack of perspectives. So, and when you have people from all experience, all different backgrounds of life, then, uh, you know, you have a better understanding of some of the things that can be, that your product is going to be used. And, you know, ultimately, I think the product itself suffers on top of, uh, not having enough people, not even having enough diverse people you're working with uh, as a employee of your corporation, you also suffer from essentially what I think is boredom. <laughs> boredom. So what I'm hearing is that there are a lot of reasons why we need diversity. And it's not only about providing equal opportunity for women, it's also ensuring that we're representing the users in the right way. And of course, a user base is typically very diverse. And also it's better for the team. And you're actually going to have a better team environment if you have a diverse team. So Shawnee, what do you think? Do you agree with that? I do. And those are most of the topics that I would touch base on as well. But something that I kind of think of as well is the future of testing. So if we don't discuss it now, then future women who are going to join testing may not have the appropriate path to follow or have to you know, shape their own future. So I think it's very important to step up and be that role model that maybe younger generations will need when they are thinking about their future and the choices that they want to make in testing. I think that's super interesting, your comment about the future of testing and providing role models. And of course, that's something you're all three doing today by participating in this discussion is being excellent role models. And I want to come back to that question later. But Danny, do you have anything to add? Do you see any other benefits when it comes to diversity that we haven't talked about or something you want to re-emphasize? I think it's important to re-emphasize perhaps that the user base of a product is always going to be wider than the possible number of people you can have working on it. But if everybody working on a product looks the same, then your product is only going to ever end up serving those people. And so I think it's important to have people from all different sorts of backgrounds integrated. Like my headphones right now don't fit me because <laughs> they were made for a man's head. <laughs> or I read an article recently about how Amazon Alexa, which could be a really great accessibility tool, didn't work well for people who had disabilities that affected their speech. So the more diverse your development team is, just inherently better the product will be. And it's probably important to point out here that I think women make up 51% of the Earth's population. So it would, of course, be nice if products are adapted to us as well. And you also bring up another important point, which is that, of course, gender is just one facet of diversity. And there are so many other aspects we need to take into account. But certainly gender is a good place to start. And even there, there's still a lot of work left to do. 
But I wanted to go back to what you said, Shawnee, about the future and testing and how you envision that and how you want to be a positive role model. So there are today a number of different communities and initiatives that are aimed at supporting women in testing. And are you engaged with any of these, Shawnee, or how do you try to be a positive role model for women in testing? The way I first looked at it was with my siblings. Um, currently, I am working on a project that is focused mainly on girls and girl products. However, my sibling, uh, well, my sister, she's really into more of you know fishing and, and outdoor activities. And none of the products that we are selling really is catered to everybody. It's really focused on like pink and girly, and that's not something that she'd be interested in. So thinking about her in my testing and future testing, it helps me bring up points to my client, you know, to kind of look outside of the norm of what is going to be available for other girls. I've also have taken steps to speak on other panels with girls stem up and just talking about the diversity, whether it's gender or being someone of an indigenous background, uh, having those different perspectives coming in, it's really important to take that initiative to be that role model. Because when I first started testing, I didn't have anybody to look up to really, because I wasn't aware that this was even a, a career path for me to take. Now that I'm in it, I feel like I kind of have to help pave that path for the younger generations who want to know about this kind of work. Oh, and I think using your voice to advocate for diversity and to be a role model is really important. So personally, I would say I really appreciate the work you're doing. And to your point as well, you, you can't be what you can't see, right? Seeing other women in especially tech roles, I think really helps younger women understand what their career options are. So how about you, Jesse? Are you engaged with any communities that are focused again on women in testing or women in tech? Or how do you try to be a positive role model? I have to say I haven't been involved with uh, women in tech communities for very long. I've just started to become a little more active in this space, participating in the panel today. But I feel like for me, this kind of advocacy has also uh, extended to education of people who are outside tech. And mostly with uh, my family and my friends, uh, where I often try to engage. I am actually the only person out of all my friends who work in tech. So I often try to engage uh, with them about discussions of gender diversity in tech and try to tell them about uh, what are the downside of lack of diversity. And, you know, most of the infamous Uber scandal, try to educate them on that, on why that is a bad thing for women in general. Uh, so my my advocacy participation is just about to start. I'm writing a blog post actually about uh, diversity and inclusion uh, at Hootsuite. It's uh, about a little thing that I, I noticed, actually my coworker noticed uh, that I started and that made me think there is definitely a bright future for diversity in tech. That's a great answer. And what I'm hearing is that you're taking it a little bit upon yourself to actually educate your circuit of friends and to talk about how important diversity is. So you are truly being a gender diversity advocate, sharing your thoughts and your insights and experiences in different ways, like writing a blog post, I think are great ways to be engaged. So Danny, what do you think? When you look back also on your first couple of years in testing, did you feel a need for support from a community and did you get that or did you find role models and how are you trying to be a role model today? Yeah, I do. It is important to have a community always. And I think it's important to have people that you can look up to and trust that you can ask questions, you can 
can speak to, you can reach out if you need help without judgment, knowing that you will get support. And I did have that, certainly. Right now I work from home, so not a huge community to role model in my single office. <laughs> but I have been writing blog posts for PQA and keep your eye out for one coming up. I'm writing about diversity <laughs> and uh, pretty much everything I just said about the importance of diversity and how it improves our products. So I'm of a slightly different generation than you three, the older generation. And I have to say that I find it so encouraging and energizing to hear that all three of you, you found your voices already and how you want to engage and how you want to be part of this discussion outside of this podcast too. Like Shawnee participating in events, talking to family and Danny and Jesse, you're both writing and you're both engaged and you're sharing your thoughts. Those are really important things that add a lot of value to the greater community. And talking about community, I want to move over to one of my favorite topics because we've been talking a lot about women, but it's not all about women, is it? And paraphrasing the poet J.D. Anderson, women don't need to get stronger. Women are already strong. It's about changing how society perceives that strength. I personally believe that gender equality really requires a commitment to change, and I mean broad picture change, from both women and men. So we've talked about women who test female role models, but where do the men fit in? So starting with you, Jesse, where do you see men in testing fitting into this discussion? What's their role and responsibility? I think at first I have to absolutely agree with you about uh, to truly have change, we need to have both men and women committed to this. I think it's still, when we talk about women who test, we, we want men as allies and uh, help us advocate uh, diversity in this space. And I think for me, that's where really men fit in as supportive allies for this. What do you think makes a man a supportive ally? When we talk about allyship or men being allies, what can they actually concretely do to support women in testing? I think when you define an ally, it's not just something you're friendly with or somebody you're uh, working with for a long time. It's rather they are supportive of your endeavors, of your career uh, growth and opportunities. And I like to use my husband as an example, as an ally, who's somebody who's always there to listen to me, to engage me in topics that whether or not he's completely fluent in and support me with my my decisions and uh, my thought processes and any effort I try to make to make uh, myself a better person or better at my job. So that's what I see as a supportive ally. Thank you, Jesse. So Danny, do you feel that you have male allies? What do you expect from or what do you need from a male ally? Yeah, I think an important thing in being an ally is recognizing that you you are an ally and it's not about you necessarily. <laughs> We've all seen the picture of the panel on discussing women in tech and everyone on the panel is a male. And those are not necessarily a good example of good allies. I think a good ally is somebody who will encourage, in this case, the woman, they'll encourage their voice to be heard. You in encourage and support rather than use your own voice all of the time necessarily, if that makes sense. I think that makes an excellent quote that when we talk about diversity, we need to remember that it's not about you. 
it's about the bigger concepts and it's about different groups and you can't really help a marginalized group by marginalizing them even more and i think that's a very common approach unfortunately it can be well intended but doesn't necessarily have the positive outcomes we're hoping for what do you think shauna does does that ring familiar to you I have to agree, um, just because it's really important to have people in your life who are going to almost push you out of your comfort zone in order to try new things, especially with going into the IT field. This is not the path that I saw myself going, but with the support that I had, they pushed me into you know building a career for myself. It, it doesn't matter what gender they were. It's just having that person to lean on when you have questions or kind of guide you in the right direction so you can make connections. And so I, you know, take part uh, events like speaking on this podcast. And I still think men play a huge role because they, again, still have different perspectives, especially when it comes to testing. So they would have different views, different topics that would seem important to them. But when it comes to having an ally as well, open-mindedness would be one of the most important, I think, because even if it's a topic that's something either you're not familiar with or even something that you may not agree with, being able to see the different points of view without getting mad or upset and still being able to have a constructed conversation is really important for the future of everything, really. I think those are really good points. and. Personally, I like the concept of amplifying women's voices. So if you're a man in a discussion, a presentation, make sure that you help women have their voices heard. When a woman makes a suggestion, make sure that you acknowledge her. If you agree with that suggestion, make sure it gets heard. To Danny's point there, it's not about amplifying your own voice. It's about amplifying other women's voices. So I want to move the discussion in a slightly different direction. We're talking about women who test, but of course, not everyone sees gender as binary. Do we need to shift how we have this discussion, uh, how we're talking about gender in testing to be more inclusive? And I'll start with you, Danny. What do you think? Yeah, I th it sort of ties in with our previous question as well, doesn't it? Is how can we support people outside of the binary? Uh, how can we support their voices? What can we do to amplify? their voices and help them be heard. And I think that's really sort of the direction that we can, should want to go next. <laughs> so you see it more as a natural continuation on the discussion around diversity, basically. Sure, yes. <laughs> hopefully, maybe, should I have add in hopefully there? Hopefully, I mean, I think there are differences. It is a, a, the same, but also a different community. There are different issues. There are more difficult issues. And so I don't think the discussion is necessarily exactly the same, but how can we know until we start having it? Yeah, I'll move to you, Jesse. Talking about this concept, women are very diverse. It's a diverse group in itself. And when we start talking about gender as not being binary, of course, that adds even more complexity. So do you think it's important that we start talking about these issues in a different way to acknowledge that? Or are we are we good as we are? I think I agree with Danny on uh, her point that uh, we should expand this discussion to other groups and adapt the conversation as we see there's a need to change the scope of the conversation. But there are definitely um, for non-binary uh, gender identi identities, 
might be a little bit harder to uh, for them to decide who where they fit in. For are we women in tests or are we just testers, QAs in general? If we can expand basically mission statement of our discussion, I think that will be a good starting point. And so I'll move to you, Shawnee. We talked about male allies, but do we maybe also need to be better allies for non-binary or the diverse groups of women that are part of the test community? I think so. I think it's very important because as the world changes their opinion, and we as testers would have to change that as well. So we are open to new testing methods even because they would have different points of view and again, different upbringings. If you don't support it, you could be perceived as closed-minded and not really open to to that kind of change. When you are more open-minded, you're more approachable. Issues can be discussed at a different level. That way, you know, all testing points can be covered. I think what Danny said was it is different to what we're currently discussing, but it, it all goes into the same as we're coming one as testers. Diversity is very important, but it is also a really complex subject. And I think sometimes when we talk about it, we tend to oversimplify it. But at the same time, sometimes you need to break things down into smaller pieces that feel more manageable without losing the bigger picture. What would your advice be to women out there that are considering a career in testing? I'll start with you, Jesse. Don't be intimidated. I think that will be my advice. I think there may be some for people who have not entered the industry to think uh, to be a tester, you have to be have a certain level of technical competency. And I don't think that's the case at all. Uh, in fact, I think for people who are considering it, I would say the further you are from tech, the better that will probably make you a more valuable the tester because you have your diverse background your is very, very much valued uh, when it comes to testing. Uh, like we mentioned before, things like looking at specific use cases for people with different experience, different needs, uh, those are extremely valuable. So don't say, sell yourself short. Um, don't be intimidated. Apply today. <laughs> <laughs> I like that part. Apply today. And it sounds like your message to women out there is to really appreciate the value of your background absolutely that diversity is important to testing so everyone has something to contribute and i think that's an amazing message thank you so shawnee you, you've obviously already talked to your sister it sounds like but what other advice do you have that you would like to share with women that are thinking or wondering if testing is a good career for them well when it comes to women who want to become a tester anybody can do it, it whether you have you know, the confidence and that's the, the path that you want. Sometimes you may not know that this is the path that you, you know, you should be going down, but it's really something that anybody could take those steps to want to learn if that's something that interests them. <laughs> My favorite point of advice would be be loud, you know, speak up, ask questions, don't sit in the corner. Uh, one of the things that I share quite frequently is if someone asks you if you want to step up to do something like this, like a panel talk, say yes, because the only way to get out of your comfort zone is by just going for it. Just do it. <laughs> I love that advice. Be loud. It's a lot of fun and it really allows you to do interesting things, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. So what do you think, Danny? apart from applying today and being loud, anything <laughs> else women should know before considering a career in testing? Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with the uh, previous two points. That's there's a seat for everyone at the table, especially if we're all yelling. 
I also think, you know, it's fun to break things. So I don't know why you wouldn't want to have a career in testing. <laughs> True. Well, thank you so much, Jesse, Shawnee, and Danny for sharing your thoughts and insights and experiences with me today. And of course, thank you, Kaylee, our amazing producer and PQA for getting this session together. I heard a lot of really interesting things, things I haven't thought about and things that really resonate with me. And I think my three favorite quotes and takeaways today were probably Danny saying when we talked about allies that it's not about you. <laughs> I think that's really important to remember that being an ally is about focusing on other people and not yourself and not your own voice. I also totally agree with Jesse that if you're thinking about a career in testing, just apply today. It is a lot of fun. It is rewarding. It is interesting. And everyone has something to contribute. I also like Shauna's Be Loud. And Shauna had a really important point, which is we are shaping the future of testing today. So what we do today is going to have an impact. And I think we all need to keep that in mind. This has been a super interesting discussion. And I would also like to thank all of our listeners and encourage you all to engage in this and continue this discussion online. So once again, thank you so much, Jesse, Shawnee, and Danny. It was great talking to you today. Thank you to all of our panelists for your time and to Christine for coming in and doing a great job as the special guest moderator. I think this was an important conversation for us to be able to have on our podcast. If you liked this episode, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us on whatever platform you're listening on. And if you'd like to continue the conversation with us, we can be found at PQA Testing on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And as always, you can learn more about our panelists, PQA Testing, and listen to all of our great episodes by following the links that will be in the episode description. Thanks again. I am Mike Herchuk, and we'll see you next month.